You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Blacklist After Show. Hello, everybody. We uh, this is the blacklist. There we go. <laughs> Looking for a little music. This is by request. Yeah, this is uh, this goes out to Elizabeth Irwin. Big shout out to Elizabeth Irwin because she said because of us, she heard this when Tom whacked Jolene. This is all she could hear. Is, is the, really? The Dawson's Creek theme when, awesome. when when Tom was whacking Jolene. You gotta love that. You gotta love it. Uh, this is The Blacklist. Hello, everybody. I, I'm not here usually every week, but hopefully you know who I am. I'm Nando Velasquez. I'm joined this week by the other voice that you hear, which is Joseph Sanfilippo. What's up, everybody? And uh, we, we're missing two people, but we actually, one of them's in Denver doing what we call work. Or what he might call work, what we call something I think he's, different. I think he's lying, Joe but whatever. Braswell, but uh, Joe Braswell should be back next week. But we are joined on the phone, at least for a little while, by our fourth host. Hello, Julia. Julia Kearley. Hello, gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Hey. So thank you for joining us. Uh, apologies, by the way, to everybody. We're doing this show this week a little bit later than we usually do. Uh, we usually do it on Tuesday afternoons. But just uh, as you could tell, it's been, been a very busy week for us. We were lucky we got two people together. <laughs> it's been serious. <laughs> and very serious. So <laughs> That was a challenge in of itself. That was a challenge. We have we do a lot of other shows on After Buzz and trying to juggle our busy schedules. But we love doing these shows. So that's why we're here um, doing it right now on Wednesday late night for you guys and what a show we're doing tonight because this was a pretty damn good show and i i don't i have not been here every single week but holy crap have things changed since i've been here last it's a little bit different nando (laughs) yeah very different let me get some impressions from you guys you guys have been doing this religiously every single week while i've been trying to get here so let me hear let's hear from julia first let's see uh what do you what are your impressions about this show uh it's uh episode 16 mako tanita Yes, um, I loved this episode, guys. I this is one of my favorite episodes we've seen so far. I think this something that 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 I felt has been lacking in the show sometimes is is finding that balance of uh, of the procedural versus overarching character driven story. And I think that this episode 100% brought that together. There wasn't a moment that I wasn't completely invested in this episode and completely uh, uh, just interested in what was going to happen next. And it was high impact, uh, high stakes. I loved this episode. Everything that happened, super awesome. Great. I, I totally agree with you. It's a really good balance between procedural and the uh, and the overall arc. Uh, which again, like I said, things have definitely changed since the last time I was on. Joe, what do you yeah. think? Well, I, I like that our boy Tom has uh, switched his sweaters for just raw badassery. <laughs> he, he's turned his cardigan in, Ooh. and he is—he is now a bad man. He switched his sweater. Sounds like a Mister Rogers type of. I'm telling you, he—he he, he almost just sat there, looked at the camera, changed his shoes, and turned into a badass. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was, <laughs> you know, and and finally he's interesting. Thank you, Jesus, and. 
And, and you know, I, I, interestingly enough, uh, Lizzie's into him when he's killing, hmm. and you know, wind they wind up in the shower together. So uh, I think I, I, you know, I think that's I think that's a fun little thing. Like, oh, I can smell that you did something interesting. I, I'm gonna hop in the shower with you. Well, I love the fact that finally he does something interesting. He does, he's yeah. Been so vanilla. But 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 when he goes interesting, man, he goes when 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 you know he's like he's like it's one of those terrible alcoholics. When Tom jumps off the wagon, Tom jumps off the wagon. Yeah. Well, if there was any doubt last week at that cliffhanger, uh, exactly uh, who Tom was, we we definitely finally figured it out that not only has he really been all along, uh, you know, watching over Lizzie, and that he's definitely not been the the white collar, uh, you know, just common house husband that we uh were led to believe in the beginning but he is a super ultra deadly deadly agent secret agent uh who can kick I two know, people's I, butts at once practically i have to say after what this is episode what 16 mm-hmm. 17 this is 16 16 16 after 16 weeks of waiting for this this payoff was was just 100% on the mark and then some. It was worth the wait to, I, see, to get this payoff, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I got to say this, and, and this is a first. I, I can't believe I'm even saying this. Tom was the most interesting part of this week's show. And this was a great show <laughs> overall, but Tom was the most interesting part of this whole show. Well, I agree with you. Should, yes. we, should, we, should we dive into our buddy Tom? Uh, should we get into this? Let's let's get into it with Tom. So let's uh, let's start off talking about about this super uh, super agent Tom. All of a sudden, super heroic Tom. Well, I want to say heroic, super villain Tom. Yeah, I guess. You know, Jolene, I, what just did some stupid stuff. Mm. You know, not for anything. Like you know, you you at the at the teacher conference, we already established that Tom is not who we think he is. Right? He's he's yeah. he's, he's badass. So why would you show up at his house, Jolene? Like, why push it? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it, 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 now, is the idea that she's working for the same people he's working for? Yeah, I, I, that's what it's led to believe. But what surprised me the most, I agree with you here, is that at least at the end of last week's episode, it still seemed like Jolene had this high status about her. Yeah, right? Like, she was she above was him. Because she was testing him, uh, according to him. He said, you're testing me, aren't you? Yes, I love her because that's my job. You're testing me. And all of a sudden, she's showing up at the house like a, like some, you know, doe-eyed deer, you know, falling falling in love with, uh, with you know, with Tom, with uh, Lizzie's husband. And he's busy putting her in his place. You're not my handler. Get the hell away. You know, you're not my handler. You don't come to my house. Tim, Ted, Tony, Teresa. What was your name? Yeah, what was your yeah. name? You know, she's playing it off like that. Said, no, was, you don't play that way. I'm sorry. There was certainly some Jolene super spy WTF moments from her showing up at the house to her uh, having the cowboy sneak up on her so easily. Yeah. I mean, if you were a super spy, you'd be prepared for that. Uh, for her being so doubtful and sort of cowering of Tom when they're interrogating the cowboy, she went from like this badass super spy in control to like a, a shivering little minion in the corner. It felt like no, it was tol- such a dichotomy from what we saw her. I totally agree. As badass as Tom became, she just like shrank. Like ten well, steps, yeah. and and like, hey, not for anything. The the cowboy, the the, the Cadillac cowboy, did tell her, mm-hmm. like, um, don't make the phone call. He's going to kill you, and then he's going to kill me. And she's like, no, I'm going to make the phone call, and and I'm going to turn my back to him to make the phone call. <laughs> I'm going to turn my back to him. I think that's probably the best way to make this phone call. 
<laughs> and we'll just see what happens. Oh, no! I know. She, she, when she turns around and see the glasses are off. The glasses are off! The glasses are he, off. He's, he, not he did the fingers, them. too. He did, he did. Oh, yeah. He did like he snapped his fingers and everything. I, I get to kill someone, finally. It's and, been two years. And again, this is a guy who we saw him in the pilot. Uh, was it the pilot or the second episode when we... Uh, I think it was the pilot when we had uh, that terrorist uh, have him pretty much tied up in the house and uh and he got severely injured off of that and we see him as this meek person but here he is manhandling someone who we thought was actually a threat in Jolene manhandling Cadillac Cowboy earlier and then handling both of them at the same time he's like oh it looks like Cadillac Cowboy is trying to escape let me just go over there and stomp on him for a second while Jolene is practically passed out it's like amazing were you going to say something Julia? Yeah, Tom got his super dreamy status back in this episode. Let me ask you a question on Tom now. Let me ask you a question. Okay, so let, let's get let's get a little serious here because Tom and Jolene both referred to Berlin, right? Yes. When they were when they were talking about yeah. Berlin called, you know, I'm assuming it's not a person, it seems more like a group in Berlin. So not the band from the Not 80s. the band. It's probably has nothing to do with whether or not your <laughs> whether your breath has been taken away or not. Um so so here's the question. Like who are they working for? Like, we don't know who they are, and if they're working for the same people, how come Tom kills her? What's the deal? Yeah. Well, I guess he kills her she because... She compromised him. She compromised him, exactly. She Ooh. compromised him. She compromised whatever this mission is, and and she, he, he said to her, and it happened pretty quickly, and this is, I think, the crux of this entire thing with Jolene and Tom and who they're working for. He said to her, you don't get it, Wu Jing. The alchemist, Red used them to track you down to get to you, and now he's getting to me. So that just shows that this is whatever it is, it runs deep, and Red knows all about it, and it, I don't know. So, so <laughs> Jolene. So, okay, so, so Red has been tracking, has been using all of these blacklist cases to track Jolene to get to find out who Tom is working for. Hmm. Is, that, is that our hypothesis? I, I, that's what. That's what has come to light thus far. Thus That's far. how it seems. So she's been effing it all up by, by being out and about, essentially, by being trackable. Yeah. Pretty much. Oh. I mean, she, she hasn't helped in any matters. And, uh, again, you know, she was compromising whatever Tom's mission is. Again, I'm just surprised because uh, it, it, it came from a place where it seemed like she was checking up on him to a place where you would think that Tom, being so deep, deep, deep undercover would probably make a phone call mm-hmm. first and say, is it okay if I kill this girl? Because she I, is really screwing things up. No, I'm, I admittedly, I'll be clear. But this is the first time he's had contact with anyone from his agency or his superiors because he's been in the dark yeah. for two years. And then and I guess they tried to make contact four months ago, but then he was sliced well, and diced by uh, in episode one. Well, no, this this is my point, ultimately. No, I'm, I, I'm no spy. I've never spied on anyone. I, I'm certainly not qualified. I'm not an assassin. But... I would imagine that it would be important if you had someone in super secret spy situation where they were, you know, like super secret undercover. What the hell good are they if you can't contact them and they can't contact you? Mm. Then all you have, it's like having a great car with no keys. You can't drive it. (laughs) If you can't contact the guy and he can't contact you and there's no way to confirm the way you're contacting him. Not only that, he already knows, uh, we know he doesn't work for the FBI, so he's obviously trying to keep himself secret from the FBI, but he knows he's being monitored by this other entity that we still don't know exactly is this the adversary or what. Yeah, we don't know who the Apple people were because we know they weren't Red's people. We know they're not FBI. And now we know that they certainly weren't Tom's people. Yeah. So who the hell were the Apple people? Other people. 
what's that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, and and have we determined that the Apple people were with the adversary? No, they're not with the adversary, right? No, we don't with know. With his big adversary. But they were with Alan Alda's character. Know. I don't think so. I didn't no. think they were anything to do with Alan Alda's character. So I'm still confused by this. Okay, cool. Because I'm confused by it still. It's, it's just so, so far it seems there are at least three different entities right now with the FBI. Minimum. There's Minimum. Nothing, there's nothing that ties to anybody thus far that I can think of yeah. to the Apple people. Because if my first reaction is like, oh, well, they're with Alan Alda's people. But Alan Alda's people didn't know who, who Lizzie Keene was yeah. when they captured Red. Mm-hmm. They didn't know what was going on in there. So they, they're, they're floating out in space. We don't know yet. Okay. All right. Cool. I, I, I guess Get we'll figure that out. Get another question from the blacklist. Get another question. Get another mystery. And, and we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot more questions, but I'm gonna uh, segue this slightly into another show that we have because we're about that time where we're gonna talk a little bit about one of our favorite people here because she is responsible for helping us here at AfterBuzz getting this place started, Maria Menounos, uh, who uh, had a big premiere last night for she she's on Extra we know, but she actually has her own reality show that premiered on Oxygen last night, Chasing Maria Menounos, starring. Uh, Maria and the other founder of AfterBuzz TV, her, her longtime boyfriend Kevin Onnegaro, who we also love, and he does a lot of work here, and uh, actually a lot of cameos from people uh, this coming season. But uh, it, I, I believe ratings went really, really well for Oxygen, and it's going to be airing. If you've missed last night's episode, it's airing on Oxygen, and I think two of the other uh, Oprah networks <laughs> all week long. So tune into your listings, and uh, and in case you missed it, we got a little uh, we got a little clip here for what you might have missed. Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious like. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me but i'm really the only one i have got to figure things out chasing maria menounos is so new every tuesday at 10 9 central starting march 18 only on oxygen and that's Chasing Maria Menounos on Oxygen. As I said, new episodes are going to be every Tuesday night at 10. I, uh, we do have an AfterBuzz show for Chasing Maria Menounos, which is, I guess, very meta. It is a little on the meta. It's going to be a little meta because we're gonna, they're going to start talking about AfterBuzz, and then it'll be an AfterBuzz show talking about AfterBuzz. So it'll be great. But, uh, you know, we all have gotten the opportunity to work with Kevin and, uh, and Maria as well, although she is incredibly busy. It is no joke, the title, Chasing Maria Menounos, because you really have to chase her to really get some time with her. And uh, it's just phenomenal. I mean, uh, it really is a smart idea for a reality show. She's a very positive figure, and uh, she does a lot, and she's very passionate with what she does. So uh, please tune into that. It also helps us out when you are promote when you're watching her show because uh, you know it helps us all out here. It gives us a little extra promotion, a little extra, a little extra push. So uh, anyway, we're gonna move on and uh, let's talk now about let's talk about the actual blacklister. And should we talk about here. Mako Tanita? Yeah, Mako Tanita. Who, uh, you know, I didn't write the number down if one of you guys did. I, think I did. It was, uh, number 83. Number 83. Oh, I was going to guess 80 something. Number 83. Number 83. Oh, and, Chanta Trace. And we still haven't figured out exactly what the numbers have to we do. We have no idea. Oh, we have no idea. I, I think there's. Perhaps the 
the ultimate mystery at the blacklist is the, the numerical order. I think there's an intern, and that's his job. All right, Jimmy, it's the only thing all week long. What do you got for me? Make sure you don't repeat uh, a number. 83. Yeah, don't, don't don't repeat a number or you're fired. That's it. That's Jimmy's whole job all week long. That's a great gig. And don't pick number one because that'll be too obvious. Right, that'll don't, be too obvious. Don't pick number one. You know Jimmy's got to be somebody's nephew. If, that's his, if He's not getting coffee for anybody. His whole job is to pick the number. Probably. So uh, so anyway, so Mako Tanita is, uh, is a gangster, for, a Japanese gangster. Yakuza. Crime, Yakuza, a crime lord. Uh, who has escaped from a Japanese prison at the very beginning. And apparently he was caught in a crossfire when Resler was going for Red, when they were trying to hunt down yes. Red. Uh, Resler and his crew yeah. were after Red, and I guess it took them to Japan, and they got a little run-in with Mako. Uh, Mako? Mako. Why am I say Mako? Mako. Looks and, like Mako. Uh, it looks like Mako. Might be Mako. <laughs> nah, it's Mako. But Mako? Anyway. Mako. <laughs> oh, we're screwed now. Oh, now you're messing me up. Anyway, so uh, so we start seeing we see the the right before the title goes on that Mako has hunted down and found one of Resler's people and had him uh, commit. Uh, how do you say that? Sepkudo. Here's here's my question. Now I I have limited understanding. Yeah. But my understanding was that Sepkudo was uh, was was reserved for members of the samurai class. You 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 weren't allowed to just you didn't get that death. Yeah. That's an, an honorable, honorable death. death. It's very interesting. So, so, so is that the deal? Because I mean, he gave, he gave, uh, he gave uh, Agent Ramo the the opportunity to commit Sepkudo. Yes. It didn't look like, um, it didn't look like the second guy. Um, well, they pushed him off a bridge or something. M- yeah, McGinnis. Or yeah, McG- it looked like he fell off a bridge. Or, or, or he, it didn't look like he got that. But yeah. What happened? Or maybe he jumped. Uh, you know what he was saying when he was in the car was that um, he he said he believed that. That the Ramo and uh, the second guy—I forget the second guy's name. McGinnis, McKelly. The second guy's name who died. Yeah. Something and Irish. He believed that they didn't know what was going on. That that they were honorable in their job and just doing their duty. And I and think he, that's why he allows them that death. That makes sense because yeah, but I do remember he, he got, said that. He talked to them first. So had he gotten that chance. With a wrestler, he probably would have given him that death. But if he got that chance with Bobby, he would not have given him that death. So you, okay, I got I got what you're saying. So so wrestler gave Bobby the chance to commit Sepkuda, but um, but yeah, but but uh, but Mako uh, Mako Mako my shoot now Mako. I'm, now I'm totally screwed. Mako <laughs> Tanita. MT Mako. MT MT that's even better. So MT MT offered it to Ramo and and uh, and McGinnis or Mikel. Oh gosh, my notes are terrible. But um, but but uh, but for for Bobby that was that was because Resser offered that to him. I got you. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I think if 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 MT had the chance to kill Bobby, he would not, he would not have given him that opportunity to take his own life because he was not honorable. Because he because he you killed my brother, you dirty rat. That was a very. But I don't know if he knew. Was very, he, uh, he didn't sound like he knew it was Bobby though. He was just hunting down to figure out who well, it was. Well, I think he was hunting down the task force who took him down and killed his brother and took over his business. Yeah, and that's what he was trying and making millions off of his business. Yeah, uh, under the name of his brother. Mm. Um, so I I think that 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 was the whole point of it. I believe was that he was getting to the bottom of it. Who who's been doing this? whole time i know it's one of you because mm. you guys are the only ones who know what really happened uh, so whether it was all four of them or just one of them he was going to find out so uh true so uh, the one thing that we definitely want to point out too is that this is at least a second week in a row i can't remember if uh i can't remember if it was three weeks ago but it seems to be happening more and more where red happens to be targeting people in the blacklist who are just about to target 
one of the FBI members on the team, whether it's Cooper. Last week was Cooper with the judge. And this week oh, it's Ressler. Yeah. So it seems like, all you know, Cooper noticed, oh, look at his timing, because he, he considered it a distraction when uh, Red was actually picking the judge because he thought he was doing it to mess with him. But it seems like for the second week in a row, Red is actually picking someone that by capturing this blacklister, he's saving a life. Well, yeah. And the other thing he's doing that I think is interesting is in, it, it, we seem to be going after people that are involved in the FBI or the government mm-hmm. in some capacity that are effing up. That's true, too. Uh, we did that with the judge, and we yeah. did that this week with Bobby. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be like, uh, you know what? Uh, we're going after the blacklisters, but a lot of them are going to point the microscope right back at you guys. Yeah. And and there have been some uh, some mistakes made on your end. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. So, so he's, he's working to expose the corruption within the FBI as well as take care of these, these super criminals. <laughs> yeah. So uh, when does he find time to sleep? He's so busy. <laughs> That man is so busy. He has, uh, it seems like he has several different agendas, and we still haven't figured out his ultimate goal, but definitely several different agendas at play at once. And, uh, I, I mean, I guess in a way, by doing this, uh, by actually protecting Resler and protecting Cooper, he's also protecting Lizzie. So that kind of makes some sense. Uh, as far as whatever his end game is, but uh, but we're still right now. We still, you know, the, we're, right now the biggest, uh, like I said, the biggest story right now is Tom. I have to say, so it's not even about like it's adversary. It's really about Tom all of a sudden. So, mm. uh, so you know what? Let let uh, let Red rescue some people from the FBI. Let him let him help him out a little bit, right? Throw him a bone. Yeah, especially since Julie's got a crush on Tom. So it's all good. Uh, a little bit. It's back. It was wavering there for a minute, and it's back with a But unfortunately, uh, for Resler at least, while he it, once uh, once he gets word what's going on, he figures out what the first two uh, deaths from his team. Uh, he decides to go into hiding and to bring his uh, newly rejoined fiance mm. Audrey mm. Uh, out to uh, to a, a safe house. Where unfortunately Mako uh, figures out where they're going. It did not go well. And did not go well. Very very sad moment. Very sad moment. And and we. R.I.P. Audrey. Yes, we bid adieu to Audrey. And I, I have a I have mixed. And thing. you guys all thought that she was caught up with Red and these agencies. I'll admit it. Nope, she was just. She was just plain old Audrey. She was just Audrey. Just plain old boring ass Audrey. And and now she's plain old boring ass dead Audrey. And that, 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 that is sad. He's, he's devastated. And it turned out she was preggers. And it turns out she was pregnant. Just to add it. Just to add to that. One more layer of crap. Shot in the stomach. Just Ah. kaboot. So no doubt at all that two lives are gone. And, and just like that, two, two female characters gone this week. The two that we thought probably were actually had more in common than, and they really didn't have anything in common. No, we other thought they the were connected. That, other than the fact that they both died in the same episode, they had nothing else in common. All they had in common was the end of their, 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 uh, their thread was episode 16. <laughs> that was all they had in common. <laughs> but, but sad moment, especially for Wrestler, because now he's a man, uh, he's pissed. He's incensed. He wants revenge. And, 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 uh, and where does he go to, to get the intel he needs? Of course, he's going to go to see Red. Yeah. Because Red seems to know everything. Mm-hmm. But Red, you know, it, Red it's. No Red, Red no shit. Red no shit. Red no shit. But he, uh, he, he, hashtag Red no shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it was interesting to me. Uh, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, it, uh, apparently it takes a little pain and suffering for, um, for uh, you have to have a certain degree of pain and suffering before Red will sympathize with you, unless you're Lizzie. Yeah. And if you're Lizzie, it's from day one; it's all good. <laughs> but if, um, uh, yeah, but for for uh, 
for for wrestler like he gets shot in the leg the whole thing in in, in the magic box mm. at the, you know a couple episodes ago the impenetrable fortress of yeah. glass you know and, and 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 the whole nine yards and they spend all that time together not quite but okay so this guy's out and he's killing all your friends all right i got a little bit of sympathy for you and then he's killed your girlfriend okay now i've got genuine sympathy for you and then we get to hear a good red speech or two mm. which good stuff man yeah and red uh, Damn poetic this episode. Right? He was. He was a father figure to Wrestler. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. He was a total father figure to him. And I, I thought that was really, really interesting. And, and, you know, of course, they both seem to share. We still don't know enough about Red's backstory, but we can ascertain. We have some Red has lost. Red, we, we've, we can ascertain that Red has lost a loved one. I, I think we can, we can even pick out the date, the 22nd. <laughs> I think we even have a date yeah, now. We can. Yeah. So we can ascertain all of that and we can, we can figure out that, uh, that he is bonding with him over the loss. And he actually has some experience because Red apparently has, has gone on revenge. And for, I like would Wrestler imagine, is. the last 30 years or so. That yeah. seemed to be the deal. Mm-hmm. And, and that, oh, what a, what a monologue at the end, man. Yeah. You'll wake up uh, nightmares and it'll be the first thing you think of and, and then eventually be the second thing you think of. And I, just unbelievable. Yeah. But, you know, he gave him that out and he didn't take it. You know, he's, he's like, here, like, listen, th- don't do this. Mm-hmm. This, this, let it go. Walk away. This will serve nothing for you. It will give you nothing. It will give you nothing but pain and misery. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all I, what, what was it? What was it? What did, uh, what did wrestler say? All I have. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know which one, which quote you're about to say. Was it all, all I have is rage or all I feel is it? What, what was it? Was I it rage? I didn't write it down, but I think it was something along that line. Someone couldn't. You know, it's like that. All I feel is hate or something. All, like maybe that. it's hate. But, I mean, it was just—it was heart wrenching to to see Red see so much of himself and his story that we don't know about yet, but we're getting we're getting ideas of in wrestling what he's going through. And I mean, he said there are few things that there are few few that understand love and loss more than I. And he's like, go. They somebody told me this. Go home. Turn back from this. It's profoundly easier than what you're contemplating. And then, of course, he says no. And then he said, well, that's pretty much what I said. Okay, go do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good night, you felt that. Well, Lizzie's even accusing him of sending him to his death. But Red's just like, I just pointed him in a certain direction. And his rage took him. You know, well, yeah, at some point, that. you know, at some point, you know, you're, you're a grown-ass man. This happened to you. And, you know, I, I would imagine that's, that's up to you to decide how, how you're going to go about it's it. A, it's, it's a manly thing to do, to handle it. Well, you know, uh, yeah, and yeah. and you know, cer- certain people they cannot sleep, they can't function unless they, you know, unless they unless they get revenge, unless they figure look, it out. Look what it's done to Red. That's it. it, it it's, it's completely dominated him. Yeah, and you know, it's successful. It, it was interesting to me, it, you know, it, that scene in, in the uh, in the ballet when he's sitting there getting ready to watch the command performance that he has structured for himself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gone to the ballet. I don't. I don't do they specify which ballet? But um, and he's got a command performance of oh, of Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. And I, don't, I, I meant company wise, but that doesn't matter. So he's got a command performance oh, of Swan Lake, and and uh, and uh, and has to be ready for the twenty second. And so he's sitting down for his command performance of Swan Lake on the twenty second. He donates to this ballet, this company, just so that he can have this. He doesn't even get to the shows. He never goes. Right now, the ballerina said he never makes. He never goes yeah. to the shows. Didn't his daughter dance here once? That's a rumor. You're not paid to gossip. You're paid to dance. Okay. So so his, his command performance, and he set all this up for himself. And, you know, and, and, and his guy comes in and says, you know, and, 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 and tells him what's going on. So his command performance is essentially ruined. He says, Cadillac man's disappeared, so's Jolene. Cadillac cowboy's gone, so's Jolene. Yep. And so that's the news he gets right before he sits down to enjoy the only thing he's been able to set up for himself mm-hmm. that seems to have real meaning for him. 
you know, he's got all the all the fun things he does all the time. But it it, it just it seems to me it's it's so indicative of, of the situation that he's in. Nothing is ever truly to be enjoyed. It's it, you're constantly working. You're constantly you're constantly moving and maneuvering. Well, it's like you said, he never gets any sleep. Never. Yeah. When do you sleep? When do you sleep? When you're at Red Reddington. So I mean, like it looks good. He's got the good hats. He's got the good suits. He flies in a private plane. He's got all the money. He got the great car. But at the end of the day, nothing. He, he never can truly enjoy it. He's because... still tormented and he's still chased after. It's, Absolutely. It's just interesting that he still, even though he surrendered to the FBI and he has this deal more or less in place, that they never were the major threat for him Mm-mm. or the major goal for him. It's interesting. So it's very, very interesting. I agree with you. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a very sad – it's kind of sad in the end when you think about it because he's having – like you said, he's having this moment. And he is no, there's no peace for him. There's no peace. That's exactly the right term. There's no peace. And he lost his one major lead right now, I guess, which is Jolene because uh, apparently every single case was, was, uh, had something to do with getting to Jolene and figuring out what she was doing. So now that's disappeared. Mm. So it's going to be really, really interesting for him. Uh, so I'm trying to think of what else we, we got. I think Lizzie was barely even in this episode, I feel like. She just pretty much stopped. Well, you know, we didn't really talk about Bobby Jonica just being the, the guy uh, who ended up taking over the Yakuza and just making all this money. Just You know, I liked him a lot. I think he did a great job. I, don't, I, I didn't take down the actor's name because I was kind of rushing, but he did a fantastic job. I think he killed that episode. And the makeup... You know, very rare that I think makeup, you know, I think. Oh, yeah. But whatever they did on his lip, they cut, they had the lip up, looked like he really got hit, and he had the puffed up cheek. He looked great. Mm. And he did that scene up. I really bought him. Yeah. I think he was just, he was perfectly cast and did a great job. No, it was a beautiful, tense moment at the end when Resler was trying to decide whether or not to kill him. Yeah. It was legit. Yeah, it was legit. It was a great, it was a great scene, and, and I bought Wrestler, and I bought uh, mostly Lizzie. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I thought that was a really, really good scene. No, it was a good, it was a good, I, I thought, twist when we figured out that, uh, that Mako's brother was actually died the same day that Mako got, uh, arrested. So that he wasn't, the Yakuza was not under, uh, Tanita control. That it was under some alternate control. So I thought that was all incredibly interesting. And, uh, also the fact that, uh, Wrestler was going after Bobby and he left Mako in the car and then Mako escaped. So we're thinking, okay, maybe we'll see this guy again somewhere well, we'll, down we'll the see, line. We'll, we'll see his forehead again. We'll see his forehead again, but not the rest of them. <laughs> What's in the box? <laughs> Another box. What's reference. in the box? We finally got a payoff on the What's in the box moment. <laughs> that was lovely of Red. That was such a thoughtful present. It is so thoughtful. <laughs> It's like, no, listen. You know, that really shows how much he now cares for wrestling. Some really bad shit they're, happened they're to you. Men that really understand each other. I will say that is true. That's, that's a, that is a gift. That is a now, major gift. Now, let me ask you guys a question. And, and this is just more or less a, a protocol thing. When you send someone a severed head in a box... Do you pickle the head first? Oh. Do you pull the brain out? Do you do you do you embalm it? Do you wrap it? I mean, do you do you plastic seal I feel it? Like what this do is you a do? Question for Hannibal for our Hannibal show. Well, not for I, Black I'm Lips. just thinking well, practically. Every question for Hannibal. I guess it depends on uh, how long you want that shelf life to be. Well, that's what it seems to me. You're just giving someone a, a, a headache. <laughs> it's a terrible pun, but oh. like oh. I didn't mean it like that. But oh. I, I get it. No. It was it was an accidental <laughs> terrible pun. But but you're but you're sending some. Essentially, you're like, here's a head. I hope you feel better. Mm. Now you have to deal with a head. Because, I mean, like, if someone sent you a head, you first, okay, fine. There's the guy I hate. He's dead. Great. Yeah. But now you got this head. 
What are you going to do with it? Yeah, what's he going to do? I wonder if we'll see the head uh, in a future episode where it rents his house and it's like mounted over right? <laughs> over the fireplace or uh, something. Agent Wrestler, is that a head? No. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it seems yeah. to me you're, you're guaranteeing. What do you do with it? And, and you know, being a goody-goody that wrestler is usually 90% of the time, do you actually say, Red, I got to take you in for murder? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Red, what the hell, man? Red, what the hell? You actually signed a note and said yeah. this was for me. <laughs> I kind of figured out that you killed this guy for me. I don't know. Wrestlers turned a corner. Oh, definitely. This episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't he, think he'll wrap. going down a path that I don't think he ever expected. I, I think uh, I think Red did what wrestler could never do. Mm. But even though, even though he would want to do it with all his heart and soul, I don't think he could ever do it. Yeah. So Red did it for him. You know, he, he tied it up in a nice little bow. So there you go. Well, it's hopefully done. he'll get nice some peace. Easy. Hopefully he'll get some peace in mind from that because I think he's still going to be tormented, yeah. unfortunately. But, uh, but you know, it opens the door for some other stuff down the line. So we'll see what happens. Well, at the very least, he's he's definitely going to have to take a drive out to the woods with a shovel. There's no way around that. I mean, that is definitely. <laughs> you still want to know what to do with the head. I'm, I'm a practical individual. Say, if you deliver a severed head to me, I have to dispose of I it. Say, I can't just sit on it. NBC, I say you do a webisode uh, after this episode. Right. Just, just, just give see. me in three minutes. Just That's three all minutes I need. the head being buried. <laughs> just a shot of the ground you, you, and a shovel. With a good edit, you can do it in 30 seconds. Door closing, drive, out, shovel, sh- on top, out, done. With all the questions in this episode. You just have to toss it in Tom's trunk. I mean, Tom's trunk is already filled with bodies. Yeah, and there we go. Out into the woods. What's yeah. one more head? What's one more head with two bodies in there already? That's a fair point. Tom, uh, Tom will do that. Yeah. He's cool. Tom's, Tom's guy, he's cool like always that. room for one more. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, just a head. Yeah, just ahead. You can dig a little deeper for the head. Yeah. So anyway, I think uh, <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered just about everything from this episode. So let's uh, let's move over. I don't believe we have any news and gossip this week. We're kind of a little late on the on uh, on this week's uh, show. So let's just go straight into some predictions. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay. So uh, I know uh, between the three of us, who would like to go first? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it up to you two. Before I pick Julia. Okay, Julia. <laughs> I like that. That was good. You're mean. I'm not even there. Um, okay. Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I don't have too solid of a prediction. I, I think that Red is going to be pissed that, that Jolene is dead slash Lucy Brooks. I think he's going to be pissed and he's going to go on a little bit of a rampage because I think he needed her. Um, he's been working. It seems that he's been working this, since we've known him to get to her for some reason or another. So I think he's going to want to uh, exact his revenge on Tom because of that. Mm-hmm. And he killed his cowboy. So, yeah, he's really pissed. So I think he's going to go out of his way to expose Tom to Lizzie and the world and punish him. Okay, fair enough. Well, don't forget, he, he didn't like the cowboy that much, or at least the cowboy didn't like him. I, I just think we were, we were given that. they were colleagues. Yeah, they were colleagues. I think he was just giving them a little. I, I think they gave us that scene so we wouldn't feel so bad when, when the cowboy got killed. <laughs> I, I, I think that's just one of those manipulative scenes where, like, you're like, all right, uh, I don't, it's cost you a double because I don't like you. Like, I just think they give us that every now and then because they're like, all right, we're going to kill this guy. We don't want you to feel too bad yeah. because we need to keep Tom around for a few more episodes, so we want you to be conflicted. Just enough there. Uh, Joe? Well, he's a cool actor, so let's give him a couple cool scenes real fast. Yeah. 
We'll let him be bad for he a minute. He was fun. I kind of wish we saw a little bit more of him, but I like the Cadillac Cowboy. Me too. I like him too. Too bad. It, I like the idea of the Cadillac Cowboy. If nothing else, I like saying Cadillac Cowboy. Well, maybe maybe there'll be another uh, another surprise. Bring me another Cadillac Cowboy. Yeah, another Cadillac Cowboy. Cadillac Cowboy Two. Or Lincoln Langley, or I don't know something don't know. We'll something with something. more alliteration. We'll think of something. Uh, Mr. Flippo, Stop what? Stalling. What's your prediction? All right, fine, <laughs> fine. I believe that Tom is going to be found out in the next two episodes. I think that Tom is going to be kept alive, though, because I think Red does not know who Tom is working for. I think Red knows that Tom is working for somebody, but obviously he was working Jolene to figure out who Tom was working for, so he doesn't actually know. Mm -hmm. So I think Tom is going to be kept around for a few more episodes so they can try to get to the bottom of it. And I think that Tom is going to be the one who instigates his being kept around this. I think Tom's going to be, he's going to flip over and be one of those like really cool coy guys, be like, I know lots of stuff. I can tell you lots of things, but I'm not going to. And so I think they're going to keep Tom around for that. Um, and he's going to try and tie him up with Alda, or is it a third-party player? I don't know. I don't know, man. Okay. You said there's a lot there. There's a lot there to comprehend. Well, there were a lot of words, but I'm not sure that I said much. I, I, I kind of agree with you there. <laughs> if you're on iTunes, if you're on iTunes, just rewind it a little bit. Just said, hear it a few said, times. A lot of, said a lot of words, let people. Me know, yeah, let me know what he said, because I don't know what he said. Put it on, put it on YouTube. And, on, uh... <laughs> Made a lot of sounds in my mouth place. I'm gonna agree oh with I'm gonna agree with one part of the thing that I understood from that you said, which I got was you. that Tom is gonna get found out within the next two weeks. I can I can see that happening, and I'll tell you why. You tell because me why. With Audrey out of the picture, uh, even though she's been around for a little bit, I think Reza's gonna recover a little faster than we know. And if uh, Tom gets caught and Lizzie's a single woman, I think Bounce, it's about wow, time, wow. I think it's about time we start seeing some sexual tension between oh, sexual tension. Yes, I, I'm not saying they're going to go all the way or anything, but I, I think it's about time we start seeing Resler and Lizzie getting a little uh, eye contact, and you know, like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we some should. late nights at the office. Well, let's get the first base, first base at least. First base. All right, you we'll know what? You know what? Base. Maybe, maybe a shoulder massage, maybe a foot massage. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> foot massage. Mm. <laughs> Your foot looked really tired. Bounce chicka wow wow. So that's that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going with it. I'm looking for that. So uh, anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Julia, where can we find you when we can't hear you on here? Uh, yes, sir. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at my name, which is Julia Carley. J U L I A. P-E-A-R-L-E-Y. So follow me, friends. Yeah, awesome. And thank you for joining us. I know, again, this is not the time we usually do the blacklist. And, and Julia, you got to call in from parts unlo uh, parts undisclosed. So uh, thank you very much for that. <laughs> for being in a wit sec. No, thank yeah. you guys for letting me call in. I have so much to say. It was such a great episode this week. Yeah, awesome. And uh, Mr. Flippo, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the Twitters at Joe Flippo, J-O-E-F-L-I-P-O. And uh, my website is josephsanflippo.com. Uh, we want to thank you guys who are listening on iTunes. Oh, and yes. if you are downloading us on the iTunes, um, please rate us. Uh, we like a certain number on Which the is iTunes. Fives. Fives, it helps your friends find us. Yes. And if, if you're... Fives! And if you're listening on iTunes uh, you, and you want to check us out, you can check us out on the YouTubes. We love your comments on iTunes and yes. YouTube. Uh, YouTube comments are easier for us to respond to. So yes. if you want to chat with so us, that's probably us, the best way to do it. Trash us on iTunes so we can respond back. Yes. yes no, makes, trash no, no, us on, trash YouTube. on YouTube so we can respond yes, back. Yes, there you go. Don't trash us on iTunes. Give us five on iTunes. Yes. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our other co-host who is in here, Joseph K. Braswell on Twitter. It's Joseph K. Braswell and who joins us with other shows here like uh, The Following and uh, Bates, Bates Motel, Motel the, and Americans. the Americans. And uh, I'm missing one. I know I'm missing one. But anyway, and you can find me on Twitter at Nandovel, N-A-N-D-O-V-E-L. And uh, on all those shows, I said, as well as Walking Dead. What were we saying, Julia? Did you figure out the other one? I always forget one. 
Hannibal. 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 No, I did not say Hannibal. Thank you very much. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. And uh, tune in next week when we'll hopefully do this on time. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 